can't resist saying a little bit about each of our three readings this morning, and then something about gifts at the end. Our first reading is about the call of the prophet Samuel. With the help of Eli, he is able to realize it is the Lord who is calling him. So the next time the Lord calls, he is ready, and he responds, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord calls each of us. Sometimes it can be others who can help us recognize the call. Are we listening for God's call? And when we do hear an invitation from the Lord, how do we respond? Discernment of God's call can be difficult, but keep listening. Allow our involvement in the faith community to help us listen for the voice of God. And when we do have a sense it is from the Lord, may we respond, speak for your servant is listening. Our second reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians contains this line. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? I think that's a good image for us to ponder, that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God created us as a unity of mind, body, and spirit. It matters how we treat our body. This reading is an invitation to take care of our body with healthy food, exercise, enough sleep. Paul also writes, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord. Do we treasure the gift of sexuality and respect our body and the bodies of others as temples of the Holy Spirit? When Jesus saw the two disciples of John following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? That's a profound question. What are we looking for? What is it that we seek? Based on their response, it looks like the two disciples had figured out that what they were looking for is Jesus. Because when Jesus asked them, what are you looking for? What do they say? They say, where are you staying? In other words, and, and then Jesus says, come and see. So they go and they stay with Jesus. And I think that's an image that it's, it's um, a good one for us to ponder in our prayer. And, and to, you know, to look this text up from John's gospel. It's right in the beginning. And just imagine Jesus asking you, what are you looking for? Okay. And, and I don't know how that, you know, in your spirit of prayer, how that might be answered. But then one direction, too, is to take it that you do answer it, just like the disciples did. Um, where are you staying? And then Jesus inviting us to come and see. Come and see where Jesus is staying. And, and I encourage you in your prayer just to kind of sit with that and see how the Lord might speak to you when he says, come and see where I am staying. It's possible that the Lord might direct you to come here to church and maybe spend some time in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, 
Um, you can do that before or after Mass, or we keep the church unlocked uh, Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 3.30, just so people can come and sit in the presence of the Lord here in church. That's, that's one direction. Or maybe when it says, uh, you know, where are you staying? It might be an invitation to spend time with the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the stranger, the sick, those in prison. When Jesus said, Wherever, whatever you do for the least of my brothers or sisters, you do for me. That might be our invitation to spend, to stay with Jesus. Or maybe Jesus answers to your question, where are you staying with? I am staying with you. Just like he said to Zacchaeus, come down the tree. I mean to be at your house today. And then you might just notice the presence of the Lord with you, whether at home or at school or at work. Each of our readings today give us something to ponder. May we say, here I am, Lord, with Samuel. Yes, to our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit with Paul. And choose to come and stay with Jesus in the gospel. Now, gifts, and in particular, what I want to talk to you about is that in a few minutes, we're going to have the gifts of bread and wine sitting back at that table along with the collection basket brought forward. Now, you might say, why do we do that? Wouldn't it be a lot simpler if the sacristans just put the bread and wine up here and the servers could bring it to me? or the, you know, the hospitality ministers, they can just take care of the collection basket. Why do we do this? Why do we have to be always looking for people to bring up the gifts? Well, part of it's history. It's, it's been a long tradition in the Catholic Church going back centuries that the people that attended Mass were the ones who brought forward not only the bread and wine to become the body and blood of Jesus, but they would also bring oil or candles, wheat, grapes, uh, items of precious value uh, to help to be used for the needs of the church and for the poor. So part of it's a tradition, but, but why did it be? Why is that tradition persisted? Well, I really think it's because bringing up the gifts by representatives of the community are a sign of our desire to incorporate ourselves into the sacrifice of Christ. It is to prepare us for the offering to come when Jesus offers himself to God the Father and we join our offering to his. When we see that bread and wine brought forward uh, by representatives of the community, it gets us ready. It gets us ready for what we'll say in a few minutes. I'll say to you, pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. And you will say, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his church. Okay? So who brings up the gifts? We've got some hospitality ministers. They're the ones in charge that make sure our gifts brought up. How do you figure out who to do that? How do you think of, how do you do that? I assume you look in the book back there. Can you hold up the book? All right. Does everybody know that we have an offertory book? 
And in that offertory book, and it's always kept back there, um, it, it lists each mass and each, you know, it's this Sunday, it's next Sunday, it's the following Sunday. And you can sign up to bring up the gifts. And sometimes people like to sign up, bring up the gifts, you know, when we got a baptism, usually the baptism family brings up the gifts or maybe an anniversary or a, a birthday or, or maybe the mass intention is for somebody you know, or maybe you just say, hey, it's time to bring up the gifts. You can write your name in there and then the hospitality ministers just report to them before mass and you'll bring up the gifts that's mass. Now, what about, um, you know, if, if there's nobody signed up to bring up the gifts, then the hospitality ministers seek somebody. Now you might think, oh, they, they have to look for a family. No, might be a family, might be a couple, might be a single person. If it's a single person, we'll, we'll get several people together just so you're not having to bring up all the gifts all by yourself, all right? So, uh, but the hope is over time, a, a wide representation of our parishioners will bring up the gifts. And what do you do if you've been asked to bring up the gifts? Well, you go to the back of the church as everyone sits down following the intercession. So after the prayers of the faithful, uh, everybody is seated. I invite the kids up for the kids' collection. That's when you go to the back. The hospitality ministers will, will arrange it where you know, the bread and the wine typically come first in the procession, followed by the collection basket. You'll give them to me. I'll give them to the servers. And then once all the gifts are received, and as you're heading back, I, I think it's nice if you bow. Just bow like that. That's, that's what I do when I leave the altar area. So when you leave the altar area after giving the gifts, just bow and you head back to your seat, okay? Now, what if the hospitality minister asks you to bring up the gifts and you don't want to bring up the gifts? <laughs> what happens then? Well, let me tell you uh, what I got in the mail this week. I received this letter from uh, Eaton County. James Francis Isley, you are hereby summoned to jury duty <laughs> by the order of Eaton County trial courts. I wasn't really expecting this, but it happens, okay? Now, when you receive a summons to jury duty, you can try to get your way out of it. And I considered that, but I decided to go ahead and I did the online questionnaire. I figure being willing to serve on a jury is part of my responsibility as a resident of Eaton County. So if a hospitality minister asks you to bring up the gifts, you may have a legitimate reason not to do so. And that's okay. Nobody should feel pressured to bring up the gifts. Okay, that's okay. But I hope if you can bring help out that you will bring up the gifts when called upon so that we can have a full representation of the people of God as a sign of the desire of all of us to unite ourselves to the offering of Christ on the altar. 